So, while we wait for Wild Bill to potentially talk about cyberpunk and potentially have Zero Joey talk about his asthma attack, today's stream was entitled, was titled Movie Shoot Arrow Shot. So today we finished about 99% of all of the shooting for the small short film that we're making. And <clears throat> the only scene that we have left is a non-speaking scene. It's the very last uh, scene in the movie. Uh, coincidentally, we had shot it before, but we sort of made a mistake with it. And so we wanted to reshoot that. So that would be the last thing that we have left to film. Then we'll, we will be done. So Wild Bill Flint says, oh, fuck, uh, I really feel cyberpunky. The hacking options are dizzying, wielding a katana and a revolver. Nice. That's a lot of cool. That's cool, dude. Really glad you're enjoying that particular title. I have a feeling that as they patch it and add stuff on, it's only going to get even better. Zero Joey says, yeah, plus my dad was smoking near me. He's a smoke addict. Ew, sorry about that, dude. That's uh, that's terrible. Um, smoke is definitely not good if you have trouble breathing. Um, even when I have, uh, you know, I have bad allergies and even when that sort of flares up and whatever, you know, I'll take a break from cigars and that sort of thing. King Dinosaur 69, the phenomenal author stopped in, says right on. Well, Bill, it sounds like a blast. And then lots of crafting stealth, yada, yada. Nice. Um, by the way, now that you are all here, and I'm going to try this again just to see if it plays. You should be able to see this little thing right? That's how that's supposed to work. And there's supposed to be one of those, even if you do bits or do subscriptions or whatever, but I feel like this beta software occasionally craps out <clears throat> and doesn't always play them. Uh, cause I did get a hundred bits from shitty horror, uh, three days ago, which uh, was very nice. And I got a subscription from monkey nips for one month at one tier, uh, soup, you know, very thankful for that. Really appreciate that. Just a whole hell of a lot. So, um, this movie shoot that we did, uh, you know, the, the last sequence that we shot, you learn a lot when you're doing this. And I haven't really made a movie like this in probably 10 years or so. It's been a long time since I did anything that had this much production. And in the meantime, <clears throat> in the time since then, I've learned a lot. I've gotten better, I think, in some certain circumstances, at framing shots and describing scenes. And one thing that I really, really like, uh, Monkey Nips says, Hey, bud, drop in a lurk while I finish Cyberpunk. Monkey Nips, thank you so much for that subscription, by the way, brother. I really appreciate that. Really appreciate that a ton. Appreciate the lurks. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy your games. You and uh, you and Wild, Wild Bill Flint will have to talk about that. He's also addicted to that as well. So the two of you guys should uh, talk about strategies and experiences. That would be fun. So shooting these movies and shooting these scenes... You know, we had, we had a lot of problems. And I say that, and it might make it sound like we had like a disaster, which isn't the case. But I definitely am smarter and learned more about this. Um, I don't want to say too in a new era. Because one thing that we struggled with this last particular sequence of shots was lighting. And we wanted to do shots that were supposed to be at night, kind of in the in the dusk and in the dark. And we had issues with the camera focusing. Now, the camera that we were using in the 
partner the person that I'm making this with. Um, she has a very good camera. Now, the camera, I would say, is probably about seven years old, which normally, not a big deal, right? But the thing is, she hasn't made a movie in almost five years or something like that. <clears throat> and so the thing is, we were struggling a little bit with some of the low-light focus shots. And, and we had a sequence where the actress comes up the stairs, she comes through a doorway, and as she comes through the doorway and the camera follows her into the room, she sl slams the door as she takes a drink, and then she's supposed to sit down on a bench as the camera rotates around to the front. She pushes the door the rest of the way closed, sits, and then has a few drinks as she tries to settle herself down. And then as she's doing some breathing, she stares off into space. She touches a bruise and sort of a scar that's on her shoulder. As she reminisces about some flashbacks that take you back to other things that happen in the story, but in a different chronological order. Zoe says, wait, movie? What movie? Uh, I'm making a short movie uh, with a friend of mine called The One Dollar Guy. Uh, we've been working on that the latter half of this summer and fall. So we have about all of the footage for that shot. We have one last sequence that we need to film, and we have one small voiceover portion that we need to correct. And past that, then it's all editing. So the person that I've been working on this with, um, <clears throat> she's on Twitter, Gabrielle Nettles, one fantastic, very smart, very talented individual. Um, she's been working on this with me, and she's going to be handling the editing portion of this. Um, says, I'm making a movie. How much is the budget? The budget was basically myself and Gabrielle's credit cards slash wallets. You know, this is um, a very short movie. It's like, it'll probably be anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes. So it's uh, not like a full-length feature film. Uh, we used to make movies like this back in the day, and especially in this year with COVID and everything else, we didn't want to try to make something that was either overly complicated or take too long because we wanted to get it done. And I don't mean like rush to just get it done, but we didn't want it to take years and years to get it finished because we wanted to get one done. We wanted to have it in the bag and say, there, we completed it, kind of getting back on the horse. And we've had a lot of challenges with that. It's been very difficult. Both her work schedule has been brutal. My work schedule, my year, hasn't been the greatest. COVID has made shooting and sets extremely difficult. We got a safe set certification. So we've been trying to take steps to be very careful about doing that including masks and wiping stuff down and making sure people were separated, that they were only there on set when they absolutely needed to be, and then they had to leave, so on and so on. You know, and we wanted to make people very clear on, hey, if you're not comfortable with this, then we totally understand. You know, we didn't want to put anybody in any sort of uh, awkward situation in that regard. So we've been working on this for a couple of months, and it's almost all done. Um... There are some, I don't want to say complicated shots, but it there's 
in the story in the script that's there there's some things that we wanted to be clear and some things that we wanted to keep a little vague and one of the other things that we struggled with a little bit is some of the timing and some of the setup of the shots we either just didn't have the experience to quite do right or we didn't have enough people and we didn't have enough setup to do right for example in the original story and in the original script the opening shot and sequence describes things as being another rust colored sunset well the place that we were shooting this at we couldn't really get down all the way to a sunset like that and we just didn't have enough crew to do other lighting and stuff around so that things either wouldn't look pitch black washed out what have you so some of it we had to adjust a little bit um we had one sequence um for example there's a sequence with a little uh with a young boy and the young boy uh is in a sort of a terrible situation and his backstory is kind of the crisis and the right like the top of the rising tension and action of the particular film and it's a very uncomfortable backstory and so we had trouble finding a young boy to get cast because of the subject matter and we wanted to make sure that anyone that took up the audition piece or that sent anything in um we wanted to make sure a hundred percent that they knew the backstory and that they were clear on the subject matter of the script. So, I don't know. Do you guys want a spoiler for that? Should I tell you? Yeah, things can go wrong. Nothing is easy. That's 100%. Um, D&D Girl says, that's honorable. Um, Bill says, eh, rather not. So, okay, no spoiler. At least while Bill doesn't want a spoiler. You guys plug, put your fingers in your ears and go... La 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 while I say it out loud. No spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. So um where can you watch it? When it's done, what I will probably do is probably do a nightcap sort of watch party. So we're gonna release that to some local film festivals. We're gonna put it up, you know, on all sorts of video sharing sites. But we'll do we'll do a uh, we'll try to do a Twitch premiere. We'll try to do a uh, a viewing of that as one of the nightcaps. So when that's done and edited and put in the bag, we'll uh, all watch it together on here. So we have, like I say, one small sequence left. But anyway, getting back to some of this difficulty. So <clears throat> the subject matter that we had, we had trouble finding a, a young boy, a young child. I didn't really know anyone who has children that were of the appropriate age who that were also actors so joey says he's also rather not have the spoiler okay no spoilers we'll wait on that one then so what we ended up doing so what what we said and what we realized is the role is of a child that's young enough to the point where we decided to open that up to 
uh, young female actresses as well, because with a particular costume, you kind of can't really tell. Um, so what ended up happening is we actually ended up happening. We got uh, a little girl to play the role of the young boy, and she did a spectacular job. Um, did very well taking direction, acting the part. Um, you know, we had some makeup that we had to apply that went very well. She was more of an actress used to like stage. So doing, doing some different adjustments to film, uh, I don't want to say it was a challenge for her, a little bit of a challenge, but that's where I really, really just loved the directing portion of that. Um, trying to help actors get into the head of a character and giving them direction in terms of how to interact with a scene. Um, so it was just, uh, it, was, it was very fascinating. It was very interesting in that regard. And so this particular sequence, okay, here was, a, here was a challenge that we had to go through. In the, in the shot and the description of what happens in the way that it's being described, we had to sequence it and split it up a little bit because given the way that that scene is described, we were, again, having a lot of difficulty getting people comfortable shooting it. So we had to tell them, hey, the way that we're going to shoot this, it's going to be put together as two separate, like two separate shots. So the things that happen that are described, they won't ever even be in this particular scene and sequence. And we'll just use editing to put that together. And so that was what we finally were able to use to get that um, appropriate for uh, uh, a young actor's parents to basically be clear at that. Because, again, I didn't, I didn't want to have any after the fact people go, oh, my God, I can't believe this is terrible. This is this dark, violent, scary thing. And uh. so you go, we got to be up front. We have to be up front with them. And we better do it right away. Like, I don't want any bullshit on that after the fact. They have to know. And so that ended up being a great day of shooting. Um, it went very well. About the only thing, again, that was difficult. And here's what's interesting about shooting, like a, a, a movie thing like this, okay? Um... So we had blood. We had stage blood. We made fake blood. And just the temperature of color. King Dinosaur says, this sounds like so much fun, dude. It is. It's a lot of work, but man, is it a whole hell of a lot of fun. God, is it a lot of fun. I love it. If I could, if I could do this shit, even part-time is making a living. Oh, was it a blast. Loved it. So some of the fake blood that we used, just given the temperature of the lighting, uh, why not real blood? Real blood dries too fast. Um, <clears throat> I'm not joking. Because you can use animal blood, you can go to a butcher shop, and you can get bags of blood. But real blood, A, dries too fast, and B, this is one of those like Hollywood stage things, the color occasionally looks wrong given the lens and the temperature of the lights. So in this case, we had two sequences that we shot. In the one angle, the way that the light was coming through 
and the way that the camera picked that up at a certain temperature, it looks very much like that raspberry gel. It's way too red. It's way too red and like clear looking. But then we had another angle with some different lights and there it looked really good. It had just that right amount of opacity to it. It was the right color. It looked very good. And so like th that's the challenge is you have to occasionally film stuff multiple times. That's why you do multiple takes because we did several takes. And as it turns out, half of them for that sequence, they just didn't look good. So we can't use them. Uh, I'm guessing it's not black and white, so not Hershey syrup. No, um, you make you make it so. How many light are there? So in this particular scene, we had natural light coming in through windows, one overhead light in the room, and I believe a table lamp. And then of course you also have a light on the camera if you need it. We didn't have the light on the camera because we we're shooting that in the day, so we had ambient light coming in through the windows, and then the light overhead. And it just depends on how that aperture picks it up. Shooting it from one angle as opposed to shooting it from another angle, it makes a huge difference. Bill Flint says, had friends who did lots of stage makeup work for Fangoria conventions, etc. The things that matter are weird. It is. So <clears throat> I realized I wish I had spent more time. Like, I really want to get the perfect formula for, like, a fake blood. But the key, the key ingredient... What do you think the key ingredient is? I'm going to ask the people in chat and see if you can if you can think about it. So if you're going to make if you're going to make blood, if you're going to make fake blood in this regard and you're going to cook up a batch, there's one sort of thing in particular that you, that you need to add to really to really make it look right. Bill, you're very close. Bill's very close. Yeah, you need red dye because obviously blood is red. But that won't quite do it. So we'll give the people in chat a minute to see if they can't figure that out. Bill says, shit, I used to know this. But it's a heck of a lot of fun. And so, you know, I thought today, since we kind of wrapped up on a lot of this filming, we would just go through and talk about it. So we're going to go ahead and take a break for those of you listening to this as a podcast. Those of you watching live, we'll just chat in the meantime. So we'll be right back. So, in this case, the magic ingredient is that you need something to prevent, like, at your base, the most common formula that people will use is typically some sort of corn syrup. So it's got some viscosity, it's fairly clear, and then red dye. Okay, but that's not going to look quite right. Because then all it just looks like is a bright red raspberry drip. So, if you have corn syrup and you had red dye, now what else do you need? So, the things that we added that usually work good, A, a little bit of maple syrup, regular brown maple syrup. Because blood has that sort of brownish component. So that, number one, helps offset the bright red of the red. But it still is too crystal clear. So what you add is some sort of cream. You can either use a heavy whipping cream, almond milk, rice milk. You want something of a milk. And you want to 
start it very slow and very slowly add it as you mix it because you'll suddenly get to that point where it's opaque looking like real blood. And that's the sort of key ingredient in the formula that a lot of people mix is that blood is more of an opaque looking substance. You know, it's not just a crystal clear red thing. Um, it is very tasty. And it was funny because the young actress, when I mixed it up, I mean, it looked really good, especially, you know, when you pick it up and we had it, you know, we had like a, um, uh, just kind of like a a spoon that we were, that she was going to use, you know, and then we were going to have her put it sort of on her face. And when she was looking at it, she had this look on her face, like, you know, like, Oh, I don't want to touch it. And I was like, it's okay. He's like, why don't you taste? I was like, why don't you just take a little bit and just taste it a little bit first? And so anyway, she (laughs) made the face. (laughs) Backs into the hedge. Now you want fake broad. That could be frosting. It was delicious. Hey, uh, Brammy. Hello. How are you? Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate that. Good to see you. Hope your weekend was fantastic. So, you want to add some sort of cream. Something that gives that some opacity and it looks really good. Um, the only other thing that you want to add is you want to add a little bit of blue. And that's what I forgot to add was a little bit of the blue. And possibly even the tiny, tiniest hint of a green. Because, anyway... That's how you can sort of cook up a really good sort of blood formula. Um, and so anyway, it was funny because after the actress tasted it, she's like, mm-hmm. And what was hilarious about that is while we were filming it, so we had the camera rolling and there was a shot sequence that was happening in the background. And she's sitting there in the forefront. She did She did a movement like this. Which actually made it super awesome and creepy. Because then to use the viewer, it's like she's eating it and likes the taste of blood. So that turned out pretty well. Brimey says, how is your day going? Uh, it went great. You know, we, we, we wrapped, we finished the last tail end of doing some reshoots for a very short little film uh, that I've been making. So we're just talking about some of the challenges and some of the things that we had to do to overcome those challenges when you make sort of a movie like this. So that particular sequence then went very well. Um, and that was another, Hey, we solved it. So we have another, we have another sequence where there's on screen, where there's on screen vomit. Now I am very much a proponent of horror movies. I love horror movies. Can you tell? So, um, I love horror movies and you'll see people get shot, stabbed, burned, killed by creatures, Slime Glopola monsters. You'll see all manner of demons. By the way, Joey, what do you think of this, dude? Pretty cool painting. It was done by uh, Robopult. Um, All manner of shit in horror movies, right? But then you show somebody throwing up on screen, and almost everyone goes, Oh... And so I wanted to make the vomit really good. I almost feel like this may be a directorial um, signature. Is on sc- really unrealistic on- on-screen puke. King Dinosaur says, I draw the line at slop glop hole of monsters. So does Joe Bob. 
<laughs> they do rule. So, fake vomit. You want to know what makes great fake vomit? A can of chicken corn chowder. So I went and got some nice, delicious chicken corn chowder. Um, made the chicken corn chowder, heated it up, stirred it a little bit. You know, you can add maybe just a teeny tiny little of like some hot sauce or something to it to give it that extra acrid sort of look. Brami says, I'll be back having some upset stomach. I think of eating something bad. Ugh. Aye. Uh, I hope that, I hope that goes okay for you, man. Hope you feel all right. Maybe, uh, drink some cool water and lay down. Um, but speaking of upset stomach, yeah, chicken corn chowder, um, Oh, yes. Give me that vomit. I'll gulp it in one go. <laughs> so the actress that we had did a great job really trying to do this. I was like, man, I was like, you got to kind of get a little of it kind of back in your throat so that when you're, thro- when you're spitting it out, it's got that thick kind of. And, man, it does this plop in the toilet sound that is just fucking phenomenal. So. That was another great thing, and trying to get that shot sequence that, so you could see it and it was lit correctly. That was another challenge, but it turned out great and a lot and a lot of fun. Like the stuff like that when you shoot it is kind of hilarious. You know, you have people standing around, you know, you get action, then it goes in there, and then afterwards, you know, you can see some people are holding in laughter, and then as soon as you lo- as soon as you yell "cut," everybody starts laughing. I mean, it's just pretty funny. So Joey says, "I do get a boner when someone pukes." Man, Joey, you're kind of fucked up. <laughs> hey, to each their own. As my one brilliant friend Matt always said, anyone uh, who shames someone else for a kink has shit hiding in their closet. So, you know, you like what you like. Guy likes bars. I love it. So that was another sort of a challenge, but came out well. One of the biggest challenges then that we had today, and here's here's a, the uh, the big takeaway to picture this in your head, okay? So, again, the actress comes up the... St- oh, shit, Brami, thank you so much for those bits, man. Brami! Thanks so much, man. I really do fucking appreciate that. Your, uh, your aces, friend. I can't thank you enough. Uh, make sure you check out Burame, also known as Brami. Now, on Twitch, his name is spelled B-U-R-A-M-M-E-E-Y-Y-Y. Uh, make sure you stop by and give him a hello. Yeah, I don't know if I have the, uh, I don't know if I have the shout-out thing working, but... I just did a phenomenal shout out in terms of my sonic scream. And Ellie says, shh, she's sleepy. Okay, guys, we got to be, guys, we got to be quiet. We got to make sure that we don't wake up Ellie. She's going to bed, so we got to kick this down a notch. But so, we have um, uh, a challenge for doing the, actually, let me see if this works. Let's see if this works. I don't know if this will work. But we'll try it. Hmm. 
I have to get. I was so busy because we had to do this movie shoot and everything this weekend. I wanted to get the emotes and some of this other stuff set up. And I haven't had a chance to, but I will because I have some time coming up, uh, some time off coming up. I'm going to do some more gaming uh, stuff as well. Monkey Nips, do I have Nightbot already set up? No, I don't. I should just make you a channel owner so you can just, or mod or whatever, so you can just do all that shit for me because I'm lazy. What's time off like? Time off is like when you don't have to go to work so you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's amazing. It's really, really good. That's what time off is like. It has to be linked to my Twitch. All right, I'll fuck around with that and figure that out. But <clears throat> to uh, uh, maybe I'll talk to you about that uh, later this week, Monkey, and we can get that set up somehow. Um, thank you so much for piping in on that. Um, Double D and D girl. <laughs> yeah, I work too much. I know. So do I. <sighs> but that's why we do fun stuff like making these movies. So I want, to, I want you to picture this in your head, okay? So we're in an upstairs room. The actress is going to come up the steps. She's going to walk through a door. You as the viewer, the camera, you're going to follow that backwards. So she comes into the room. She's upset. She's going to push the door closed, sort of back behind her as she takes this drink, and then sits down sort of on this little stool, pushes the door the rest of the way closed, <clears throat> and then as she looks at the door and she gets sort of this faraway look on her face, you know, she touches this bruise and the scar that's kind of on her shoulder, the camera then sort of orbits back around to catch that on her upper arm. This was again supposed to be close to close to dark there is uh there is one sort of jump scare I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute but i don't want to give too many spoilers away um so the difficulty there is because it was low light the camera that we were using was struggling to try to keep up at focusing on both the light and the aperture for getting the correct amount of light and focus especially when moving distance and subject. So we were struggling with that a little bit. To do the transition and do sort of this pirouette, it was it was tough. And so we we shot it multiple times. You know, we had pieces of it that were great, that were good, where the focus was right. But then this trend this the sort of transitional period of her walking through the door and sort of the intermix and the turning of the camera as she sits down was very hard. <laughs> Zero says, Zero Joy says, wait, will there be gore? Like the thing level of gore? No, not even close. Um, I wish. I, I wish I had the connections, funding, and time to shoot something with that level of makeup effects. Uh, that's pretty much like the best makeup effects that have ever been in any movie ever. So, unfortunately, no. Um, you know, again, we, we wanted to sort of get this shot and done and in the bag this year. So, we're going to really focus on trying to get this out this year. I love the thing, Gore, Joey says. I know, that's pretty much like my favorite movie. I love it. It's absolutely awesome. And Joey, if you haven't seen it, watch the 80s remake of The Blob if you haven't seen that, you'll absolutely uh, just go bonkers for that movie. Trust me. Um, so what we ended up doing, we're trying this and we're trying this. And this is where you have to 
includes some problem solving and um, a little bit of creativity on top of the creativity to get past it. Yes, the blob. Um, I think it was made in 84. I think it's 84. It's absolutely spectacular. You'll love it. Just uh, give that a chance and walk through it. You're, you'll see some makeup effects and creature effects in that movie, too, that are just absolutely top-notch. So what we had to do, and again, what I really, really like is I like playing around with the shots and the cameras and the actors and the actresses. So, you know, she, she was sort of looking at the looking at this door, and I, she wasn't quite getting the expression down that I wanted her to get. And that was no fault of hers. Uh, again, if you're sort of the director and the writer, you have to be clear and you have to make sure that you get that person in the head of the character to be able to express the correct emotions. So here's how we sort of solved and moved past this particular problematic scene. Number one was when she was sitting there, I off camera tried to play her internal monologue. And so I'll sort of give you an example. <clears throat> As she sits down and she's sort of looking at this door, um, you know, I wanted her to kind of stare off into space. And so I would say something like, how are you going to get out of this? When did this all start? It started at the first meeting. And so if that was him, and that was the first meeting, then all you have to do is just get rid of him. And what was that meeting about? You could use the same thing that that was about to turn it around on him. And if you can get away from him, you could get away from them all. But if you're going to do it, you have to do it now. Because if you wait too long, you're going to get too deep into this, and then you'll never be able to get out. It'll work. It'll work. You just have to have the timing just right. And as I'm sort of whispering and saying this, I think there was almost a little bit of that hypnotic effect where you could sort of see her eyes unfocus as she's staring off into space. And then when I got to the end and said the, that's it, we can just do it this way, and we can get out of all this. Her eyes sort of go up and to the side, and I was like, ooh, that's perfect. So that was one way, number one, to try to help as a director, somebody to get into that mindset of the character. But number two, uh, so you mind jack her mind, you madman. That's it, I'm a mad lad. You don't even know the half of it. You know how many conies I'll eat in a day? Anyway. Uh, so the other thing that we decided, or that we tried, rather, is like, if this is ha if we're having a struggle, yeah, we have a way that we wanted to get this sh shot, but why keep struggling with that? Try a different little bit of an approach. So what we decided was, rather than the camera continuing to move back, she would stop and just pivot in place so that she didn't have to do as much moving around. And I said... It's okay if when she's close to the camera that gets out of focus because we can always just cut that portion when it's out of focus so that it just goes from her walking in to then her moving backwards. So we tried that. That worked better. That worked better. The focus was easier. The lighting was better. Then the other thing was, okay, 
So we have some of this where she comes in. Actually, she doesn't get the fake blood. She uh, she has a scar. She has a bruise on her arm, but she doesn't get the fake blood. The child has the uh, fake blood all over his mouth. Um, but then we had we had another sequence where it's okay, and and this is the here's the interesting thing. So, you know, Joey, you do artwork, you do drawing, and I'd be interested in sort of your idea on this in terms of artistic perspective. So we decided, well, you can also do this shot backwards. So rather than us being in the room and her walking in and closing the door while we're inside, why don't we take the perspective from the other side? Why don't we put the camera in the hallway for at least a couple of takes just as a, as an attempt? And so what we did is I had uh, my friend who was doing the cinematography, who's doing the filming. She had, for example, let's just say that this is the camera. I closed the door and had her get like right about here. And then it's okay. Now focus until the door is in focus. Then I'm going to reach around and sort of grab the top of it. And I'm going to turn it so that it gets out of focus into the room with the door open. So then what we did is we just had the actress stand inside the room. And when we called action, she just reaches back and pushes the door closed. And as the door is closing, I just reached over the top of her she was filming and adjusted the focus so that it, it goes from being in focus in the room to then focusing on the door and the door closes right up to the camera. So now we have sort of a shot that we can use in between as a transitional bridge. So when you're building and you're making this stuff, always think about ways that you can trick your audience or trick your viewer like use the use the magic you have at your disposal. You know, you can use camera tricks like that. You know, you can do stuff like that in writing too. It's the same thing. Sometimes it's better to just allow the imagination rather than try to figure out how to describe a thing. Have somebody else just reference or say something about it after the fact. And just reference it as a thing that's up to their imagination. Wow, I wonder what the hell happened in there. Sometimes that's, again, far more intriguing than try trying to spread it out and say it out the whole time. And we did that in this movie too. There's a few sequences, there's a few shots where you don't necessarily 100% know exactly what she's getting into. You just know that she's dealing with some people who are terrible. Um, yeah. Ooh, fancy transition. Yeah, you know, we were playing around. We're getting back into the swing of things. You know, we, we may need to eventually in investigate and look at some potential different equipment. But I don't know. Some of that I think might also just be getting back into the swing of how we can use and manipulate some of the different shots and focuses and everything else to get that done and get it better. And also not grind so much away on having to get this perfect shot. Like, hey, sometimes just flip the script a little bit. Change your perspective. Change your angle. Think about a different way to do it. If somebody, in this case, again, the actress... You know, she was doing a great job, but I just wanted her to get a certain look on her face. And so, again, when I started talking to her, you can get out of this. You're smart enough. You got into this mess. What is the way that we can get out of here? It was all him. And so, using something like that, you know, talking in this soothing sort of hypnotic sort of a form. It's a lot of fun. It was a whole ton of fun. Um, flash my pee pee at her. Boom. Easy face. No, wrong. I mean, wrong sequence. <laughs>
that's also a great way to make sure that nobody ever works with you again in any movies. Joey, I would recommend that you do not become a director of movies. <laughs> Actually, we I could have done that, and that would have been good for the vomit sequence, right? So, um, when you're thinking about movies, and you're thinking about artwork, you're thinking about projects, again, you can think about ways to adjust uh, and move around... <laughs> Unlikely if it's anything like your arms. Ooh. Oh. D girl, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're gonna make me blush and I'm gonna look like Dan Dastardly tomato face when he gets embarrassed. Uh yeah, King Dinosaur is a different kind of movie. We thought about that too, you know. Hey, we should make like elevated adult film. No, we didn't really think about that so much. If I'm hundred percent honest. But um a lot of different neat little things like that that you can do with shooting. And so if you're if you're bored or if you're ever thinking about it, you're so inclined, the next time you watch a movie like that, whether it's a, a big name movie or a small movie, think about think about the shots. Like it's funny because I, I love movies. I love watching movies. You know, and so when you watch them, you know, you're this disembodied sort of viewer viewing the sequences as they take place. And it's hilarious to think about that just off screen is a whole shitload of people doing a whole bunch of stuff, whether it's lights or sound or whatever else. And again, you can use that to your advantage. You can have people do stuff. You can have people help with that. We had the one where it was, we needed to get the timing of a thing, right? So that's sort of a, that's sort of a thing where you go, okay, we don't want these people to be seen on camera. But from this angle, that person's hidden. From this per- from this angle, that person's hidden. So what we did is we had them give hand signals. So it's like a signal to a signal to a signal, and then that's when you do the thing. So, again, you can use simple little camera tricks in the advantage of the sleight of hand and the smoke and mirrors to create a scene or to get timing down or whatever else it is. It's a whole hell of a lot of fun, i got to be honest. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. I really like acting. I think that's a blast. I really like uh, reading stuff out loud. That's a blast. I like writing a lot. But I actually really, really had a lot of fun doing the directing piece and trying to guide some of the actors in the particular sequences. We had a few actors in this particular uh, little film who had never done any acting at all. So I had to do a little bit of coaching on some of that. And again, I thought that was a blast because the people that were in it were also having a blast and they were excited. And so, you know, I tried to be very welcoming and here's where we're going to end, I think, this nightcap on. So here's, here's learn from the people that are the best at their craft, right? So Clint Eastwood, when Clint Eastwood directs, he doesn't, he typically doesn't shout, action! What he'll do is look at camera rolling, look at sound rolling, and then he'll say, okay, when you're ready. That way then there isn't that jarring action. And so I started using that, you know, especially for the people that weren't experienced actors. You know, they might. You know, you don't want to make them jump and be nervous about when is he going to call action and then I got to immediately do it. It's like, 
Okay, we have the footage rolling. We have the sound rolling. We have people in their place. So, when you're ready. And that really makes a big difference. Makes a huge difference, especially for people who are nervous like that. So, think about stuff like that, too. Zoe, Joey says, I want to make a little comic, but I'm bad at writing a story. Well, you know... uh, Hey, if you ever want to work on something, hit me up. I'm pretty good at writing stuff. I have zero visual artistic skill, although I'm good with the camera. I'm good with the camera and framing shots, but like I can't draw stuff at all. It's terrible. Um, Dean D Girl says I should use that in the bedroom. Yeah, whatever you're ready. Uh... Ray Cerrone says this is all fascinating. Thank you so much for stopping by, man. Yeah, you know it. It it's fascinating. It's a lot of fun, and. Um, I'm hoping that we can get some of the little behind the scenes footage on some of this too, but I could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. It's, it's really a lot of fun. It's a whole hell of a lot of fun. I love doing the directing. I love doing the coaching. I hope that it turns out well. Again, this is the first movie that I've done in like 11 years, it's like 10, 11 years, it's been a long time. It's a long time since the person I was making this with made it too. And it was challenging to get again just shots and sequences again given the uh state of covid and everything this year we wanted to make very sure that everything was as safe as we can but we had we have some bang up performances from people who never act we have a guy who plays a gangster who had never acted at all who's just a great menace to him we have another guy who plays sort of a fixer um he didn't think he was going to be good at all he just nailed it you know, it's one of those things where he doesn't seem like he's acting when he's acting. Just did a fantastic job. Um, Joey wants to see the delicious fake vomit. Look, I love chicken corn chowder. Chicken corn chowder is about one of my favorite soups. And as it just so happens, it looks like a bowl of barf. Like, I mean, it looks terrible. It's, it looks very unappealing. King Dinosaur is looking forward to it, man. Hey, uh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm a little anxious about it, to be honest, but I'm excited. I'm super excited. And I couldn't have had a better person to be working on this with. Uh, the person that I've been sh uh, sort of uh, writing, directing, shooting, working on this with, she's just very talented. She does a lot of hard work. Um, I can't thank her enough for that. Um, so yeah, man, cheers. Cheers, Joey. Thank you so much. So one last little challenge that we had. Uh, we had a scene where there was a, a, a woman, a character named Atoko. And so we had an actress that was going to play this role. And on the day that we were supposed to be do shooting, she had a family emergency and couldn't make it. Now, we had rented a space. So we rented a building to get shoots done that day and we had the rest of the actors and stuff showing up so we're like fuck what are we gonna do well we changed the name a little bit the name went from Atoko to Jessica and we had the guy that was running sound we had his daughter come uh basically stand in and fill in the role his daughter had done some small acting parts before um and so she was eager and excited to do something else. And here's the funny thing. So that role was initially supposed to be, um, you know, I would say of, of a woman maybe in her 
mid-20s, late-20s. Zero Joey says, enjoy your day, Cigar. Joey, thank you so much for stopping by, man. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate all the support. Check out Zero Joey uh, here on Twitch. You know, enjoy that. That's uh, sometimes one of the, that's, you know, sometimes that's when you get the best thinking of the day done. I'm not even joking about that. Between the shower and the toilet, that's like times when the creative juices really flow. I don't know why that is. It's kind of gross. But anyway, so this guy's daughter, she was younger. And actually, that served to make the scene even better. Because then you're like, what the hell? Why would these people do? So, it, again, you just got to adapt and overcome. When you shoot and you're making stuff like that, the biggest way that you can torpedo your own project is to be inflexible. So always think of little things that you can do. If you need replacements, if you need to swap scenes, if you need to swap actors or actresses, you need to arrange things a little differently. Shoot them from different angles. Use different props. Use smoke and mirrors. And all of that stuff, all of those there, that I think is a very good way and some very good lessons to learn about how you can solve a lot of problems and handle a lot of difficulties and a lot of roadblocks in a lot of different aspects of life, whether that's relationships, personal projects, video games, work, whatever it is. Um, so that's going to do it for today's nightcap. Got one last drink here, the old wine. And we're going to call it. So cheers to everyone who stopped by. I really do appreciate that. And thank you so much to Burame for cheering the five bits. I really do appreciate that. Let's play his little alert there again so you all can see it. Um... So, thanks so much for that. Uh, thanks, King Dinosaur, for stopping by. Double D&D &D Girl. Uh, Ray Cerrone and Wild Bill Flint for all stopping by and saying hello. I love all you guys, and you make this so much fun. And we will see you again tomorrow night, again at 11 p.m. Eastern, for another nightcap. Do go get yourself some rest. And as I say at the end of all of these particular episodes, stay safe and keep the faith. I'm going to all send you over to a friend of mine, Deathstrike Virus. He should be playing something. He might be playing Hunt Showdown. I think that's what he was playing. That's a really cool game, by the way, if you've never seen it. So you're all going to go over and you're going to see uh, good old Deathstrike Virus playing some games. So, <clears throat> again, I really appreciate all of this so much. And get yourself some sleep. Get yourself some rest. Take care out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, okay? Cheers. Cheers.